0: Let's get this revolution started. Let's get this revolution started. You're listening to the Compassion Revolution podcast. Each week we'll be looking at love, compassion, courage and tenderness, and all the hard work of showing up to shape a compassion revolution. I'm Mary Freer, and I've got twenty years working in healthcare behind me, and there's so much more for us to learn. Let's dive in. Hello, my wonderful friend. Here we are recording another episode of our little podcast. Time just slips away, doesn't it? What's your week been like? Mine has been so full of wonderful little moments, but at the same time, things have happened that have really felt painful. Last week, I was headed to Melbourne. I was catching the first flight out which meant when I left my house it was only 5.30 in the morning and because it's winter here it was still dark. And I knew I had a big day of work ahead of me and I wouldn't come home until late at night. But like any day, we have no idea what is really in store for us. I work from home and my office is located right at the front of my house and as I passed my office door a thought came to me. Grab that book about unabashed gratitude, you'll need it today. Well, the book is Ross Gay's book of poetry called The Catalogue of Unabashed Gratitude and I bought it a year or two ago and I haven't read it since. So it was a really strange thing to be thinking about it and now I'm going to confess to you, I couldn't be bothered going in to pick it up so I left it there. Anyway, I headed to the car and I drove to the airport And while I was waiting for the plane, I received an email that felt like a gut punch. Boom. You know the emails I'm talking about. You're really taken by surprise. You've had emails like that. Maybe you feel let down or hurt. Or maybe the email makes you feel unseen or maybe taken for granted. Maybe you feel harassed or derailed or... Impositioned. It doesn't really matter what the email contains because the next thing that happens is your limbic system kicks in and you feel it. The gut punch. Oof, really? I didn't see that coming. I know I'm not the only person who has these gut punch moments. Later in the day, as I started to get a bit tired and the impact of the email had kind of nestled into me a bit like a stone in your shoe, I thought, I wish I'd grabbed that book. I could slip into it for five minutes and find some joy. So here's the thing. The next morning, I started my car to head to a meeting and a podcast came on. It was whatever was in the queue on my phone. You know, and it was being picked up by Bluetooth. I didn't recognise the voice and I wasn't even sure what the podcast was. But as I listened, I heard the man being interviewed, and this is what he said. He said, Well, that's the thing. It's like joy. Sometimes I think there's a conception of joy as meaning something like something easy. And to me, joy has nothing to do with ease. Oh my, this man is reading from my playbook. I love it. And then I kept listening, and he said, it's just the simple fact of the ephemerality of, well, you know, there's something that will happen between us. There's some kind of tenderness that might be possible. Well, it's not always going to happen because I might just get scared and do something else. But there's the potential, I think, for some kind of tenderness. And then he said, joy is the moments, or well, for me, the moments when my alienation from people... But not just people, from the whole thing, it goes away and it shrinks. If it was a visual thing, it would be like everything becomes luminous. And it's sort of like it is joy by which the labour that will make the life that I want possible. It's not puzzling to me that joy is possible in the midst of difficulty. And that's when I realised who I was listening to. You got it. It was the author of the book I didn't pick up. It was Ross Gay talking about his new book called Something or Other Delights. Without even thinking, my hand left the steering wheel and it touched my heart. It was kind of just like, ah, my heart. And I felt tears welling up in my eyes. How did that happen? Really, how did my phone tell my car that in all of the world, the thing I needed to listen to was Ross Gay? because it had already told me to read Ross Gay the day before and I'd ignored it. I just felt so happy. I felt really safeguarded, as if the whole world was a safety net. When I was tumbling, it caught me. It was like, I've got you, Mary, here's the thing you need. Do you have moments like that? My friend John Stepper, who's the author of Working Out Loud, he says of the 11 million data points our brain can take in at any moment we're conscious of only 40 but which 40 he asks deciding what we pay attention to can shape our entire world view it can decide which doors are open to us and which doors we never see oh thank you john but you know what more than that it made me think about the thing i'm going to do more of and that is I'm going to write a page every day about the things that are really beautiful because there are so many of them. I'll give you an example. Just yesterday, I saw this older man and he was walking alongside his partner. And as they walked, he moved his hand, just a tiny little movement, and she found it and they cupped their hands together. And she didn't have to look and he didn't have to say anything. They didn't skip a beat. It was so warm and they kept walking. Do you see things like that and feel as kind of joyful as I do? I'll give you another example. When I was at the airport the other day, I overheard this middle-aged woman speaking to a man. Well, he could have been her brother or her husband because there was that kind of sense of familiarity between them, a kind of shorthand. Anyway, she told him the story of her son. Who works as the IT help desk in his organization? And people do these really dumb things and they make his job boring and futile. And he told her that it wears him down day after day. And the man sitting there said, Well, at least he's getting paid for it. And the woman spoke up with firmness and she said, That's not the point. He has no purpose. He wants a job where he feels a purpose where it matters what he does. It's not just about getting paid. And I thought that was so beautiful, that little moment right there, one person understanding deeply that purpose matters. It was what I call a heart-swell moment. Ross Gay said something in the podcast that has come back to me over and over again, and it's the thing about joy is the labour that will make the life we want possible. It's like digging the ground or chopping the wood and carrying the water. It's just one of the essential labours. So I want us to do something this week. I want us to notice something that is beautiful and joyful every day. Maybe it'll be the cashier looking up and smiling at the next customer or the way someone moves their hand when they speak or the way the water gurgles from the tap. I don't care how tiny it is. It's like David White says in his poem, everything is waiting for you. Maybe it's the way the soap dish enables you. Until next week, may you be well, may you be happy, and may a little cup hold a drink for you without even being asked. This podcast is a production of Freer Thinking and our theme music is produced by Iris Latour on I Love You, Let's Party. Let's get this Subscribe to hear more about us at compassionrevolution.care or drop us a line at podcasts at compassionrevolution.care And if you'd like to leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast, we'd really appreciate it. And don't forget, generously share with your friends. Viva la revolution!